This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Badwini. to prove the team and the management right that they made the right decision in week one here going up against your predecessor? I mean, that's definitely not something I think about. You know, he's he's doing his own thing now. You know, he's he's got a great situation going for him. It's not, you know, I, th- I think the organization, you know, already decided to go one way, and it's not because Sam's not a good football player. It's just, you know, they, they wanted a fresh start. And so I'm happy for him, and it's a new situation for me. So that's not even something that crosses my mind. It's just how can I just, you know, continually get better every single day, you know, prepare to uh, do the right things on Sunday, and, um, you know, how can I help our team win football games? I continue to just be so impressed with how Zach Wilson handles the the New York media and all these reporters trying to bait him into questions and giving him, you know, those like audio bites, headline quicks, you know, whatever. But um, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast. This is your number one stop for all things Jets content and news. I'm your host, Charlie. And guys, it is officially week one of the NFL regular season. Football is back on tonight. We have Cowboys Buccaneers on NBC kicking off the 2021 NFL season. And this weekend, we got a full slate of games. It's Panthers week. The Jets play week one against the Carolina Panthers. Zach Wilson's getting his first start. Sam Darnold revenge game. We finally get to see how a Coach Sala-led New York Jets team plays. And I couldn't be more excited. So let's get right into this episode. So yesterday, the Jets announced their five... Uh, voted on team captains, two from offense, two from defense, and one from special teams. On offense, we have wide receiver Corey Davis getting the captain's patch on his chest, and first-year quarterback Zach Wilson also voted as a captain by his teammates. I don't know if anyone remembers that stupid narrative coming out of college for Zach Wilson that he was never voted a captain in any of his years at BYU. Um, pretty stupid narrative. It was because he was going into a quarterback battle his senior year, you know, training camp. He wasn't even going to be the starter. It was an open competition between a couple, him and a couple other guys, and he won out. So uh, he wasn't voted captain, obviously, before that. But now it doesn't matter. That narrative is completely dead, and Zach Wilson will be a captain in his rookie year in the NFL. On defense, C.J. Mosley picks up that captain's patch on his jersey that he had in 2019. Didn't have it in 2020 because he opted out, but back this season and back with the captain's patch. Another first-time captain, defensive tackle, Foley Fatukasi gets it. Foley at this point is one of the one, one of the longest tenured Jets being drafted in 2018. So good to see Foley, you know, taking a step up this year. He wasn't a captain last year, but obviously now one of the leaders in the locker room. Special teams captain is cornerback Justin Hardy. Um, he is strictly a special teams player, so I'm sure he's the leader of that group on that side of the ball. And, I mean, I don't know too much about Justin at this point, but if he's a captain, his teammates like him, then I love him. And finally, there will be a sixth captain nominated by the coaching staff prior to every game of the season. Um, some, so something that I thought was interesting was two Jets who are still on the roster from 2020 who were captains last year, were not voted captains this year. That that includes uh, safety Marcus May and right tackle George Fant. Marcus May, as we know, has been dealing with some contract issues with the Jets. Maybe his teammates thought that might get in the way of his, you know, rah-rah leadership this year. So not a captain. And George Fant, uh, probably not going to be the starting right tackle. It'll probably be, probably be Morgan Moses. 
and maybe that led to his teammates not voting him captain. But regardless, I'm sure they're both uh, huge pieces to the Jets in the locker room. Now, looking forward to this weekend, Jets-Panthers, let's just break it down now. So I think the key matchup of this game is going to be the Jets defense versus the Panthers offense. There are, there are like a couple of really key matchups here. So obviously we have this super young cornerback group coming into the season. We have the only guy with experience being Bryce Hall and the rest of them are rookies and one even an undrafted free agent. Seeing those guys against DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrence Marshall Jr., it's going to be the key to the game if, if, uh, if those guys can shake loose from our, our unexperienced rookies and, you know, let, uh, let Sam Darnold make some throws, make some plays. And also Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in all of football against a stout Jets defensive line. The key to this game is going to be step one, try and shut down the run game. We can't be giving Christian McCaffrey free 60-yard touchdowns. We have to make sure we shut him down and get the ball in Sam Darnold's hands and make him win the game. Put him against those rookie corners and those, and those receivers. I want to see... The Panthers, if the Panthers are going to beat us, I don't want it to be CMC running for 200 yards. I would rather it be a shootout with Sam Darnold having to throw the ball 30, 35 times. Now, on the flip side of this, the Jets offense versus the Panthers defense. Panthers defense is young, but they have a lot of talent. They got safety Jeremy Chin, uh, Derek Brown, who they drafted last year. They just recently drafted J.C. Horn with their first round pick. I think the, the key to this game is going to be scoring as many points as possible. Because as, as much faith as I have in Coach Sala and, and that defense, I don't know if they're going to have enough talent to slow down the Panthers' offense. The Jets' offense is going to have to keep scoring touchdowns to keep up in this game, and I just think it's going to be a shootout. I'm picking the Jets to win this game personally, but that could just be my bias, and I just want to start the season off on the right foot before we open Week 2 at home against the New England Patriots. Moving on to tonight, Buccaneers, Cowboys. I'm picking the Buccaneers to win tonight. I mean, I just think they're the, the better team over the Cowboys. I don't think Dak Prescott's going to be 100%. He's coming off a couple injuries, the ankle, of course, last year, the shoulder, which no one really knows the, the exact severity of that injury. Um, I think it's going to be a slow night for the Cowboys. Buccaneers get an early big lead, and then the Cowboys come back in garbage time, You know, score some touchdowns with, with the backups out there. And if you're a betting boy like me, I am parlaying that Bucks money line with the over tonight. I don't trust the spread because of those garbage time touchdowns I was talking about. So if you're like me, Bucks money line and the over. All right, so if you guys remember the past couple weeks, I've been doing some uh, like predictions of the divisions. And tonight's opening night, I didn't really have a chance to pound out the other four divisions I did. So I'm just going to take a step back. I'm just, just going to do a, an entire playoff bracket. AFC, NFC, and also do my award predictions for the 2021 NFL season. So we'll just start with the seedings first over in the AFC. Having the one seed, I had the Kansas City Chiefs going 15-2. and two. I think they're the best team in football. Uh, the, their only weakness last year was, the, was their offensive line, and they, <laughs> to say the least, addressed that this offseason, bringing in Orlando Brown Jr. and uh, Joe Thune. So Chiefs going 15-2, and two, taking away that one seed. At the two seed, I have the Buffalo Bills going 14-3. and I explained earlier, I think they're also one of the better teams in football, and their roster is just too good, and Josh Allen is also too good of a quarterback to not be that, uh, that driving force to get the Bills to the two seed. At the three seed, I have the Browns going 13-4. and At the fourth seed, I have the Titans going 12-5. and At the fifth seed, with the first wild card, I have the Ravens going 12-5. and At the sixth seed, I have the Dolphins going 9-8. and 
And at the seventh seed, I have the Patriots going nine and eight. A lot of people are picking the Chargers to get into the playoffs. I'm, I'm not too sure about that. I, I'm, I'm an absolute believer in Justin Herbert, but it is their first time with head coach Brandon Staley. And uh, I'm just, I, I think they need a year to acclimate to this new coaching staff, this new era of Chargers football. And next year, they'll be ready to contend. Steelers and Colts, I just get bad vibes about both of them. I have them both going eight and nine along with the Chargers and just, just barely missing out on the playoffs this year. Switching over to the NFC, I have the Packers stealing the one seed from the reigning champion Buccaneers with the tiebreaker going 14-3. and three. At the two seed, I have the Buccaneers at 14-3. and three. At the three seed, I have the Los Angeles Rams going 12-5. and five. And at the fourth seed, I have the Washington football team taking home the NFC East with a 10-7 and seven record. For the first wild card with the fifth seed, I have the San Francisco 49ers taking that home at 12-5. and five. At the sixth seed, I have the Minnesota Vikings taking that home at 12 and 5. And with the seventh seed and the final wild card spot, I have the Seattle Seahawks also going 12 and 5. So I didn't have a chance to talk about the NFC West. It's absolutely the best division in football. You have three amazing teams and the Arizona Cardinals who have a chance to be explosive, but I'm still just not a fan of Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think he's the right head coach to unlock that, that final layer of potential of Kyler Murray. I think he gets fired after another disappointing playoff miss, and the Cardinals find a new coach next year. Also missing the playoffs at 9-8, and eight, I have the Cowboys, who, you know, I think they're a good team, but I don't have any faith in Mike McCarthy, and I think Dak's going to be like 75% to start the year. He's going to be like meh through the first couple games until he finally gets his, you know, his, his NFL legs back after missing last season, and they finish the season strong at 9-8. and eight. And the New Orleans Saints, with Jameis Winston also going 9-8, and eight, I think uh, they have a great head coach in Sean Payton. I, I honestly think Jameis Winston's going to have a bounce-back year this year, and I just think their roster is not good enough to get that final playoff spot from either the Vikings or Seahawks. So now that we have the playoffs mapped out, let's get into my season award predictions. At most valuable player, I have Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. You know, I don't think he's going to get touched the offensive line is rebuilt and even better. It's going to open up the run game again that they didn't have last year and, of course, give him as much time as he wants to throw the football down the field. I say Mahomes has a chance to break the, the touchdown record, you know, Peyton Manning's 2013 record of 54 touchdowns, I think it is. I think Mahomes shatters that and takes home MVP in 2021. For Offensive Player of the Year, I have Aaron Rodgers. I think... Rodgers plays best when he's pissed off, and I think he's super pissed at the Packers for this whole offseason, like, you know, extravaganza they had, where he it was, will he, won't he leave, will he retire to go play Jeopardy, is he going to get traded to the Broncos, to the 49ers, but no one knew what was going on until he finally came back in time for training camp, and I think he's pissed, it's him and Devontae Adams last year in Green Bay, it is the last dance, and Rodgers has an amazing season, not as good as Mahomes, but still an amazing season nonetheless, taking home Offensive Player of the Year. For Defensive Player of the Year, I have the Cleveland Browns defensive end, Miles Garrett. Garrett is an athletic freak, and I think he had a chance to take it home last year if he hadn't caught COVID. Garrett said when he came back from COVID, you know, uh, it was messing with him. He, he needed an inhaler to play in games. Sometimes he'd come off to the sideline and he'd need to use it. His, his lungs were all messed up from, from COVID. And I think the Browns defense is so improved. And if he has Jadavian Clowney uh, on the other side of, of that defensive line for 17 games, I think that opens up even more opportunity for Miles Garrett to get some sacks and force fumbles. And I think he'll have the greatest defensive season of any player in 2021. Yes, even Aaron Donald. 
For Coach of the Year, I have Bill Belichick taking home the honors. Belichick has not won Coach of the Year since 2010, even though he's had seven division titles and three Super Bowl championships since then. And I think bouncing back from an off year last year with all these new players and pieces and a rookie quarterback and Mac Jones, I think the NFL media decides to throw Belichick a bone and give him another Coach of the Year. It could be the last one of his career. So Belichick takes home Coach of the Year for turning around a loser squad last year and making the playoffs this year in 2021. For 2021 Comeback Player of the Year, I have quarterback Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys taking home those honors. I think Dak, all he has to do is play 17 games to win this award. I think it's all his, you know, the Cowboys are the darling of the media and I think Dak will throw for, you know, 4,000 yards this year, 25 plus touchdowns, and he just has the, the weapons to do so and an easy Comeback Player of the Year award for Dak. For Offensive Rookie of the Year, guys, you, <laughs> is this even a question? Is it even a question who's winning Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2021? You're goddamn right. It's Zach Wilson. All right, biases aside, I I think Wilson has a legitimate chance to win Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. I think the offensive line is improved. You know, that left side of the line with Becton and Vera Tucker is going to be locked down. I think McGovern, Van Roten, and Moses are great pieces there on the right side and the center. The new blocking scheme really fits their talents. You know, they're all athletic offensive linemen, and Wilson has has weapons, man. You've got Corey Davis, who looks like he's going to have a breakout year this year. He's going to be targeted like 15 times a game. Elijah Moore, who before that injury in training camp when he missed all of preseason was the star of every single Jets practice, according to the Beach reporters. You've got a stable of running backs who all are all are going to be fantastic. You know, Tevin Coleman, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, all three of them are going to going to be getting touches every game. And I just think this this Jets offense has a chance to be special, especially if Wilson is able to do what he's done in preseason so far every game. So call me biased, but I think Zach Wilson will be winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. For Defensive Rookie of the Year, I have Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons. I think so far in preseason and training camp, he's been the most explosive defensive rookie. I was genuinely thinking about picking Patrick Sertan here, the new Broncos corner, but how many interceptions does a rookie corner have to have in order to win defensive player, uh, excuse me, defensive rookie of the year? I think Parsons will have a decent amount of sacks this year, a decent amount of forced fumbles and picks, and he takes home the award, giving Cowboys fans some hope for the future. All right, so now that the awards are out of the way, let's get on to the playoff bracket. Starting in the AFC in the wildcard weekend round, we have the Ravens at the Titans, the Dolphins at the Browns, and the Patriots at the Bills. I'm taking all three home teams in this one. Titans over the Ravens, I think they're a better team. Browns over the Dolphins, better team. And Bills over Patriots, they're the better team. Over in the NFC in the wildcard round, similar outcome. I have two of the three home teams winning in this weekend. I have the Buccaneers over the Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Rams over the Minnesota Vikings, but the one lone home upset, I have the San Francisco 49ers going into Washington and taking care of the football team and that Ryan Fitzpatrick-led offense. I think Jimmy G will be the starter for the Niners throughout the season, uh, unless there's an injury or something like that. I just don't think Trey Lance is ready this year. I think Jimmy G will finish the season as the, the uh, Niners starter, but will be cut loose in 2022 free agency to make room for Trey Lance to continue his development as the San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback. Moving on to divisional round weekend, I have the Browns at the Bills, the Titans at the Chiefs, the Rams at the Buccaneers, and the 49ers at the Packers. 
Starting in the AFC, I have the Browns getting the upset on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, earning their right to play in the 2021 AFC Championship game. I think the Browns have an overall better roster than the Bills. I, I would absolutely take Josh Allen over Baker Mayfield, but uh, that Browns defense, that Browns offense, all those pieces they have, I'm taking them over the Buffalo Bills. The Chiefs fresh off their bye, take care of business at home against the Tennessee Titans. Chiefs just the overall better roster. The Titans as talented as they are on offense. I don't think they can get it done in Kansas City. In the NFC, I have the Packers taking care of the California 49ers in Green Bay. I don't think the Niners have a chance to win against the Packers in Lambeau in January. Doesn't seem likely to me, and the Packers move on for a third straight NFC Championship game appearance. Now, some people aren't going to like this one, but I have the Rams upsetting the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay in the divisional round. I think the Rams have the key to success of beating the Buccaneers. They were able to take care of them last year in the regular season in Tampa Bay on a Monday night, I think it was, and it was the Jared Goff-led Rams. So think about what the Matthew Stafford-led Rams can do to this Buccaneers team. Tom Brady's one and only weakness is interior defensive pressure. If you have the defensive linemen that are able to push through that interior offensive line and get in his face immediately after the ball is snapped, that's the only way to beat Tom Brady. And I think the Rams can do that with the greatest defensive player in football currently, Aaron Donald. In the AFC Championship game, I have the Chiefs beating the Browns in a similar, really close game to the one they played in the, in the divisional round in last year's playoffs. I think it'll be a great game, but the Chiefs, just the best team in football, that improved offensive line, that improved run game, you know, the, Patrick Mahomes, I think they're better than the Browns, and I think they win in this scenario. The Browns are pushed off one more year of returning to potential NFL championship level football. Over in the NFC, I have the Packers beating the Los Angeles Rams at home. Similar to what I was saying with the 49ers, the Rams are a California team, not used to playing in Lambeau in January. Everybody saw what happened last year in the divisional round. The Rams were unable to keep up with the Packers in Lambeau. So I'm taking the Packers to win the NFC championship game. And that leaves us with our Super Bowl. The Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm taking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl in 2021. Like I said before, I think they fixed all of their weaknesses in their roster from 2020. They improved that offensive line. They improved the run game. Um, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. The defense will be great. And Patrick Mahomes takes home his second Super Bowl trophy and second MVP in the same season. And that is my 2021 NFL season predictions. Kansas City Chiefs taking home the Lombardi Trophy. And unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay for Denver or Carolina or wherever he goes with one Super Bowl loss under his belt. That's going to do it for me today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And I think we'll take a look down the road, you know, when the season's close to the end, when we get to the playoffs, we'll bring this back up and we'll see how accurate my predictions were and whatnot. But as of right now, all I'm worrying about is Jets Panthers on Sunday. So I'll talk to you guys on Monday. We'll break down everything that happens in that game, the winner, the loser, how we won, how we lost, however it ends up. We'll break it down. So thank you guys for tuning in. And as Bart Scott would say, Can't wait. You've been listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Bedweaver.